Lord is here. And he has anointed me today to bring the word. And I'm excited to bring the word today to you. Challenged myself, but very excited. Very excited. I hope you've come this morning with ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say to you. Because my goodness, the Spirit is moving. So first of all, we're just going to uh, bow our heads for a word of prayer. Wonderful Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, your people, your men and your women, your children. Oh Lord God, I pray that you achieve the purposes that you have established today in this house with these people. Oh God, I thank you for each and every one of them that you have brought them in today to hear from your word. Oh God, I pray that a rhema word is delivered today, a word in season, a word that these people can grab hold of, your church, your end time army. Oh God, I pray that you would anoint me today as I bring the word and that this word will go on and achieve everything you would desire it to achieve. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Faith towards God. Today, we are going to continue our journey on laying a strong foundation in our own lives, a foundation that is necessary so that we can enter into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not a physical kingdom, but it is a transformation of your heart and of your mind. It's a way of believing and it's a way of living here and now in preparation for eternity. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, uh, 24 through to 27, you can read the parable, but the, the verse that I want to highlight here is Jesus said that if we don't have our foundation laid in our lives in these end times, our houses will be blown away. We are houses. You and I, God's children, we are houses. We hold the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And so, we want to have a house that will stand the storm and the trials and the tribulations that are coming against us, don't we? I'm sure we're all aware that we're living in times of great darkness right now, but we're also living in times of great light, a time where the end time harvest is about to be reaped. Hallelujah, that's so exciting. We've been praying for this, haven't we? We've been believing for this. We've been interceding for this. And this very thing, this end time harvest, is one of the things that we must put our faith in God for. Today we're talking about faith towards God. And so we are going through these messages, laying the foundation so that Refinery Life Church and the ministries affiliated with it have got every opportunity 
to have their foundations laid perfectly so that we can go on to perfection. The word of the prophet came to us and it was that we must go on to perfection. That's what our pathway is. We are going on to perfection, church. There is no more dilly-dallying. There is no more waiting around. There is no more business as usual. No, enough of that. We are going on to perfection. And even though the enemy would come against us, and boy, oh boy, has he come against us this week. He's come against Gary and I, and we are weak, but let the weak say, I am strong. I am strong. And so our key verse that we are working through in the next few weeks, we read it last week, but read it again together with me. Open your Bibles up, please, to Hebrews 6. We're going to read verses 1 to 3. Let's read it together. It'll be on the screen as well. Okay. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying of on of hands, of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. I want you to get that on the inside of you. I want you to eat that word of the Lord. This is our key scripture that we are, we are wanting to observe, absorb. We as, as a church are going on to perfection. And these teachings that I am bringing to you today and in the next couple of weeks are the work of Prophet Neville Johnson. These are his te teachings and I am bringing it to you. And they are called the first principles. So, so today we are going to lay the second principle. And that principle is faith towards God. God declares in his word that without faith, it is impossible to please him. Let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. This statement is very clear. When we come to God, we must come in faith in Him. Jehovah, Elohim, the Lord God Almighty, El Shaddai, the great I Am. There are so many names for God, but we must come to Him and He will reward us. He will reward us if we truly Come to him. In our approach to God, he just wants us to do one thing, which is to believe him and love him. Can you do that? Will you do that, more importantly? Can you? Will you? He wants you to believe him. 
His word is true. This is the roadmap to, to our lives as His sons and daughters, as His children. Will you believe Him today? Come on, you guys watching online, believe in this. This is the word of the Lord. To walk with God requires faith and obedience. And the two are interwoven and they're eternally linked. It's like a hand in a glove. Faith and obedience, a hand in a glove. You wear it. You wear obedience. So our first point today is answering the question, what is faith? The Bible gives us a beautiful definition of what faith is, and it comes from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want you to ask yourself this morning, what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for that you don't yet have the evidence of? What are you hoping for? Ask yourself. Today's your opportunity to grab hold of that thing in faith. Because today I want you to understand that you can grab hold of the thing you don't have yet in faith. And then you can move on. As for me, I am grabbing hold of so many things for the kingdom of God and faith, and we don't see them. Where are the people? Where are the hundreds of people that have walked through this place in the last three and a half years? I don't know. I don't know. But in faith, I know. Oh my goodness, I know with my heart of hearts and with every breath that is in me that the Lord is using this house, Refinery Life Church, to bring a clarion call, to call in the men and women of God in the highways and byways of life that are sick and tired of business as usual. And so for all of those of you at, at home who are business and usual and sick and tired of it, get yourself in a spirit-filled church. Come on, it's time to put your faith into action. You can't get the anointing from sitting at home and watching in the comfort of your pyjamas and coffee. We would all like to be sitting here with our pyjamas on and a coffee in bed. Sunday morning sleeping. What is that? I don't even know. But get yourselves out of bed and get yourself into a spirit-filled church where the anointing of the Lord will flow. Because only in that place can the river of God flow and touch you and change you. I'm sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of wishy-washy, complacent Christians who can't get off their backsides. So get yourself into church. So faith is a substance. It is a divine essence. And according to the Greek, that's according to the, the Greek translation, faith is a divine essence. It's placed, it's deposited on the inside of each one of us, when our spirits come alive, when we are born again, it is not a mental attitude. We are not doing self-talk here and building ourselves up with hollow words. No, faith is a divine essence. And it's believing and trusting 
in Almighty God. Faith is something we have. Diane has it. Sister Glennis has it. Sister Margaret has it. Mandurt has it. Lucas has it. Faith is something we have. It's embedded in our spirit. By faith, our very faith, we are born again. By faith, we become God's children, isn't it? By faith, we are adopted as his sons and daughters. By faith, we are forgiven according to his riches and glory. Hallelujah. By faith, we have obtained an inheritance, an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of his will for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. These things we have by faith, by faith, by faith, we believe whatever he says in his word, even the bits we don't understand, even the bits that the theologians or people will tell us that are horrible and that God is a big meanie and he's, he's judging everyone, even the bits that we don't understand, we believe this word by faith. For our God is so much bigger than we can possibly think of, ask of, or imagine. And he knows what he's talking about. So by faith, let's just hang on to this and let's just believe in this until the bits of the puzzle come together. Because in eternity, we'll be able to ask the questions. So don't worry if you haven't got it all figured out. I haven't got it all figured out. I'm trying to get it all figured out. But all I can do is have faith and stand. Because what I see is not what I have faith for. No. And I'm sure there's things that you can see that are not the product of what your faith is going to bring. The word faith occurs 223 times in the New Testament. That's a lot. It's important. It's very important. Believing, on the other hand, is something that we do. Faith is something we have. Believing is something that we do. We're in charge of this part. This part is up to us. We can have the faith, but to believe, we have to do it. The word believe in the Greek is histio, I think. It's a verb and it's something that we do. And this word occurs 104 times in the New Testament. It's also very important, believing, believing. We are believing for God to supply a building, a gathering place, a meeting place for Refinery Life Church, a place where the doors can be open, a place where favour and provision comes, where we can worship the Lord, where we can pray to the Lord, where we can teach the word, where we can disciple his people in faith. We are believing for this, a place that is not contaminated by other groups coming through. But we stand, we can't see it, but in faith we are going for it, we are believing for it. To believe, we have to ward off unbelief. We have to act as though we already have the faith for what exists. We have to see it, we have to believe it, and we have to go for it. Are you willing to do that? 
What is it that you have faith for that you're not seeing? You know in your heart what it is. So it's time to keep warding off unbelief, just cut it off, cut off the negativity and move on. Even this week, we faced a couple of situations as Pastor, Pastor Gary carries on with his, his uh, 40-day fast and people have been approaching me and saying, oh, is he medically supervised? Oh, are you making sure he's getting all his electrolytes? Have you done blood tests? Oh, you're not? What? You know, what's wrong with you? And they're trying to rob this faith journey that Pastor Gary is on and they're trying to discourage me and it worked a little bit. I was a bit worried for a minute. And then Gary reminded me, no, my physician is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord God Almighty, he is my sustenance. He is my strength. He is my help. He is my food. Hallelujah. So we have to ward off unbelief. We are to have faith in God and have the faith of God. The faith of God. This kind of faith is the kind when the substance in you comes alive. It's where an impartation of power comes from. This kind of faith to believe, not just think you believe, but to actually believe is hearing a rhema word from God. A rhema word is specific and it brings the faith of God. It touches us on the inside and it's the very assurance that the things hoped for will come to pass. Mark chapter 11, verses 23 and 24. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. These are the living, rhema words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe, 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 believe. Faith is an instant impartation, but believing is a process. We have to, to get ourselves there. We have to keep casting down the thoughts that are contrary to what we're having faith for. We have to throw them away and cut them off. So whatever it is that you're having faith for today, maybe it's faith for something in your own life. Maybe it's something for a breakthrough in your family. Maybe it's faith in your health. Maybe it's faith to see into the spiritual realm of the kingdom of God. Maybe it's faith to receive a greater measure or to walk in the giftings of the Holy Spirit. What is it that you want today? 
I don't know, you know, but find that, find that thing and start believing. Start cutting off any doubts. Start going for it, for what, even if you can't see it, walk in faith. I'm sure you've heard that old saying, fake it till you make it. (laughs) And as we step in and start the doing with something, the belief comes. And as I was thinking about this, I thought about the times when we learn to drive a car. How many remember learning to drive a car? (laughs) Well, we get in the car, 17 years old, myself. Some, some of you were 15, I don't know. I was 17. <laughs> Quite young in New Zealand, learning to drive a car. Um, and with absolutely no practical knowledge of what to do. But someone shows us, but through doing it, we perfect it. And that's the same with our faith. We have to just do and keep doing and keep doing. Faith and belief work hand in hand, faith to step in and belief to walk in it. The word says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our second today is walking by faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So how can we walk by faith? I want you to write these things down. How can you walk by faith? The first thing you can do to walk by faith is to read, believe and obey the written word of God. Read, believe, obey the written word of God. And as you read it, ask God. Ask God and wait on him for a rhema word. A word just for you. A word that can get on the inside of your spirit and speak to you. Ask God. That's the second point. Ask God and wait on him for a rhema word. The third thing is, believe and obey that rhema word from God. And then declare that rhema word of God that you have received from him. It's very important that you align your words with the rhema word of God given to you because your words have power. And so we must get our outward man our physical body in line with the inner man, the new man on the inside of us that came alive when we were born again into God's family. And this requires discipline. It's hard to bring the flesh into submission sometimes. It requires discipline. But work at it. Don't worry if you don't get it all at once. It's okay. Just like if you fall off the horse, get back on. Just keep getting back on. Just keep opening this word and asking, Lord, give me a rhema word for my situation that I would have the faith to go on to perfection. No more going about 
business as usual. We're sick of it. No more business as usual. We're going on to perfection. Hallelujah. Our third point today is faith works by love. Love is the underpinning theme in God's word. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God is love. And there's a whole passage on love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You can read it later. Many of you know it. Faith works by love. In Galatians 5, chapter 6. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith, which worketh by love. It's faith. It's faith. The word worketh in this verse is translated from the Greek word energio, from which we get our English word energy. Faith is energized and empowered by love. Love is the highest form of energy in the entire universe. It's not something abstract, but love is a power. God is love. It's not just that he has love, but that he is love. God is love. So now, Let's just take a look at our motives for a moment because this is very important to God. God looks at the why. He's looking at the why we want something. This thing that you have the faith for, this thing that's embedded on on your heart, what is your why? What is your motive? Ask yourself, is it for me? Is it just for me so I can have it? and it's going to be good? Is it that? Maybe. Is it something for the outworking of the kingdom of God? Look at your motives, because they're very, very important. But the thing is, when our desires are motivated by love, that love energizes faith and gives it power. Hallelujah. When we are motivated by love for God and his purposes, that love releases the power of faith. Love. Faith works by love. Faith works by love. That's so exciting. That's so wonderful because that message is so contrary to all the rubbish and garbage that we have been fed for so many years. But today, strongholds are going to be broken because God is love and faith works by love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's be motivated by love for God, for his purposes, so that his love is released in our lives. If you can align your purposes with the purposes of the kingdom of God, then the love of God will be released in your life and you can go on to perfection for the things of God. Our fourth point today is connecting 
with the spiritual kingdom of God requires faith. This is very, very important. He that comes to God must believe that God is, that he is and that he exists in a dimension which is accessible to us. God is accessible to us. He's not in a box somewhere up there in heaven or somewhere completely removed that we can't touch him. He's accessible to us. But it takes faith. It takes faith to connect with that kingdom, that dimension and where the Lord dwells. And much of God's communication with man in the Bible was through visions and dreams. It was communication beyond the natural senses. Do you have visions and dreams? If you don't, you can ask the Lord to bring them to you. He will. He will. He's been increasing visions to me as I've been asking him, as I've been having faith for it. For many years, I've been one of those people that don't really recall dreams or see visions. It's just not something that's part of my uh, toolkit of spiritual gifts that has really woken up to the extent that I know it is. But my personal testimony to you is one of faith in seeking to have visions and dreams so that I can know the Lord more, so that I can serve him better. I don't know if you're in that category, but for me, what I did was I started sitting and just looking at nothing and asking. And I found it easy with my eyes shut, but it can happen with your eyes open. But that's how it started for me, just sitting there in the chair and looking with my eyes shut and looking in my eyes at black and saying, God, show me, God, show me, God, show me, God, show me, God, show me. And this took a few months. It didn't just happen because I asked, but I believed in my heart and with my spirit that the Lord would give me that. And so I continued on. I continued on believing. Thank you, Lord, professing it. Thank you, Lord, that I can see your visions. Thank you that you are giving me the visions. Thank you that you're dropping them in my spirit. In the natural, black. Thank you, Lord, that you are deposited. You've deposited these things in me. I'm grabbing hold of it. And then, voila. Oh, one day, <laughs> one day, the doors opened. The lights went on. So this is just sharing a personal testimony with you about how to activate the faith in your life for something that you don't yet have connecting with that spiritual kingdom, that spiritual realm, because it's there. But we don't just get to go there. We have to want it. We have to believe for it. We have to put our faith there that it is ours. The Apostle John in the book of Revelation, he was in another realm when he wrote the book of Revelation. It says in Revelation 1, chapter 10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He was in the spirit in the Lord's day. He was in the spirit realm as he received the revelation from the Lord, which is now our book of revelations. So by faith, 
We can walk in this realm of the Spirit as I have come to understand in my own personal life from being someone who wanted to but didn't know how to. I can testify to you that I have learned to walk in this realm. And in this place, you can hear the Lord. In this place, you can see the Lord and you can walk for the Lord, with the Lord. And this is for all of you. It's not just reserved for some special elect people that are specially appointed. That's rubbish. It's for all of his children. Do you want to walk in the spirit realm with the Lord? Well, if you do, start believing that you can. Start professing that you can see into the spirit. Start professing that you can hear the voice of the Lord because it's yours. It's for all of us. If you believe you can, then you can. It comes to those who believe. Do you believe you can? Say it out loud with me. I believe I can. I believe I can see. I believe I can hear. See and hear. See and hear and walk. I believe I can walk in the spirit realm. Start professing that. Even if you can't in the natural, believe that you can. Believe that you can. We, in the Bible, we can read about wonderful encounters and experiences that men of God had with the Lord. There was Enoch, there was Elijah, there was Moses, and there was Paul. These examples are here in God's word for us to learn from because we can walk with God too with that intimacy, not just with a removed God that we can't reach out and touch and know and see and hear from in an intimate way. We can have it if we believe it. If you believe that you can't walk with God in a tangible way, then you won't. It's okay, but you won't. You will limit yourself. So today, I want you to place your faith towards God so that you can go on. No more business as usual, but go on to the deeper things because we exist in two parallel worlds. One of them is the physical one, the natural one that we, that we live in, that our flesh dwells in, and the other one is spiritual. And to interact with the kingdom of God, with God himself, we must earnestly desire to do that because there is a spiritual kingdom. There is a place that we cannot see and that cannot be perceived with our natural faculties. But faith comes by hearing and hearing from the spirit realm, the realm where God exists. Strongholds of unbelief have to be dismantled for us to go on with the Lord. And so as we lay 
this stone today in our lives, strongholds will be broken. Strongholds will be broken. Hallelujah. Now, if I could ask the worship team to move back up to the stage and start preparing, because we will come into another time of, of worship soon. But before we get there, it's now time for a little bit of self-examination, sons and daughters. Faith is supernatural. It's an impartation by encountering the source of the word. The source of the word is Jesus. Faith comes by hearing from God's realm, that of spirit. It takes faith to walk in the spirit with the Lord. It takes faith to become a true friend of the Lord Jesus Christ. It takes faith to do that. The word of God says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. The things which are not seen are eternal. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We mentioned this scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I want you to write it down and I want you to meditate on that scripture, the word of the Lord. In this coming week, in these coming months, while you practice and while you wait on him and while you spend time with him in faith. Hallelujah. Faith comes it is something that comes and something that is imparted. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's Romans chapter 10, verse 17. When we operate in the realm of faith, God releases his power. And the more you learn to move in this power, the more faith is given and the more power is given. Hallelujah. Mark 4, verses 24. Then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. So learning to lay a foundation in our lives, it takes time. And it requires an understanding that we cannot move on in God without faith. And faith must become a way of life to us. We advance by faith in what God has made real to us. What has God made real to you? Ask yourself this question. What is real to you? What is real to you? What do you want to be real to you? What do you not have yet that you want to have by faith? Ask yourselves these questions. As we finish up, let us allow God to develop your faith 
in different areas of your life. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I've delivered a message of faith towards you this morning. And oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that your anointing takes this message of faith, Lord, and embeds it into the spirit of these men and women, those gathered here and those watching online. Lord, may your word be established here on the Gold Coast and in the state of Queensland to the nation of Australia and to the uttermost ends of the earth. Oh God, by faith I declare, Lord, that you are building your men and women, your sons and daughters, the ones you have chosen to be your hands and feet in this dark hour. Oh God, that these men and women would rise up in power and authority because they know you. Lord, I pray that your rhema word would be deposited on the inside of these men and women as they read the scriptures, as, as, they, as they grab hold of them and read them on a daily basis, oh Lord, that you will give them answers to the questions that they are asking. Oh Lord, that you will take them into a deeper place with you in this journey of life until we come to be with you in eternity. Oh God, I pray that you teach your children here, gathered here today, to truly find you as their source of sustenance, to truly find you, Lord, as their Jehovah Jireh, their provider. Oh God, I pray that they would truly come to you in all faith. Oh Lord, that you are their healer, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, for those, Lord, that you are bringing through trials and tribulations, Lord, that they will find the breakthrough they seek. Oh God, I pray a blessing of protection over your men and women of God. Oh God, that you protect them from the work of the enemy. For we know the devil is a liar and the devil is defeated because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. And so, Father God, I pray that your angels will hedge and guard each man and woman who make up the church because the church isn't the building, it's the people, oh God. Protect these people, oh God, from accidents and from unfortunate incidents and from mishaps, Lord. Oh God, I pray for a hedge of protection around each and every one of those in your family, Lord, that they can move on to perfection, that they can move forward. Oh God, I praise that, pray that your faith will rise up in your church today. Lord, that these men and women, they will hunger and thirst for more of you. And so as we're in this posture of prayer and as the spirit of the Lord is moving here right now in this house of God and he's talking to you, I want you to ask yourself a few questions. Okay, come on, it's time to really get serious with God. Oh God, Lord, help me. Lord, help me, forgive me for my lack of faith. Can you make this confession today? Will you make it? Ask him, Lord, to forgive you if, you if you do not have faith, if you've lacked faith. Forgive them, Lord. Forgive them, Lord. Maybe there's some of you here today or even watching online that haven't even yet found faith, but you want it because you, you can see and you know that there's been something missing in your life. Oh God, I pray for those people, Lord, that are watching 
and that are sitting here today that don't yet have faith. I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit that you reach in and touch their hearts right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Speak to them, Lord. Show them, Lord, that you are a God of mercy and a God of love and a God of truth, that you are a God in whom one can place their faith, for you are a firm foundation. Thank you, Lord. Maybe, maybe you need to cry out to the Lord today. Lord, help me to have faith. Come on, let's say it together. Lord, help me to have faith. Let's say it again. Lord, help me to have faith. Lord, help me to have faith. Now, I want you to say this one with me. Lord, help me. Please strengthen my faith. Lord, help me. Please strengthen my faith. Please strengthen my faith. Please strengthen my faith. Lord, forgive me for my unbelief. Lord, help me to believe you. Lord, help me to believe your will to unfold in my life. Make that your prayer this morning, church. Lord, help me to believe your will to unfold in my life. Can you, can you pray that earnestly? Did you pray that earnestly this morning? Lord, break the strongholds, I pray in the name of Jesus. Set your children free, O oh God, from false teaching that has limited their faith. Set them free, O oh God. Father, from unbelief, Lord, help them believe and experience the intimacy that you bring. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit is really, really dealing with some stuff right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so we are going to just sing a song together. But before we do that, I forgot to do the offering prayer. So I'm going to do that now. I got too excited about the preaching. <laughs> so um, if you've come ready to sow into God's uh, house, into God's work, then now's your opportunity. The buckets are going around and I'm going to pray for the offering. Thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father God, that you are our provider. You are our Jehovah Jireh. Oh God, as we sow, we know, Lord, that there is reaping, that the law of sowing and reaping comes from your word. We sow this morning in faith, Lord, in faith to move mountains, in, in, with faith to move mountains, with faith to move mountains, Lord, that what we do not yet see will come to pass. We pray with that kind of faith, Lord, that this, these finances, these tithes and offerings, first fruits and to rumours that have come into your storehouse today, 
We pray, oh God, that they would be expanded exponentially. How do you say that word? Big word. (laughs) For the glory of the expansion of your kingdom. Oh God, as we've prayed and as we've laboured and as we have sown this morning in faith, I pray blessing over your children and over this church, God, that we can rise up from business as usual, going on to perfection. Father God, that you will provide a supernatural breakthrough of an assembly meeting place, a building, an office, someone's big shed in their back property. Who knows where you're going to take us, God, but we don't mind what it looks like. We're not looking for the the bells and the incense and the nonsense. We're not looking for the rubbish. We're just looking for a place, oh God, that is free from demonic influences. A place that is free, Lord, that we can come and worship you, not just on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're looking for a place, oh God, where your discipling can be done, where your teaching can be done, where your worshiping can be done, where your praying and interceding can be done, oh God. We need this place, oh Lord. And so with all humility and in faith, Lord, as we've sown even this morning our tithes and offerings, expand that, Lord, so much so that we could not even contain the blessings that you are pouring out. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Let us all respond and faith towards God.